0: Our scripture lesson today comes from the gospel according to Mark chapter 4, verses 35 through 41. Mark four thirty-five through 41. Before I read the scripture, I would like you to take a look at the picture of Jesus on the front of your bulletin. Just for a moment. Mark chapter 4, verses 35 through 41. On that day, when evening had come... Jesus said to them, "'Let us go across to the other side.' And leaving the crowd behind, they took him with them in the boat, just as he was. Other boats were with him. A great gale arose, and the waves beat into the boat, so that the boat was already being swamped. But Jesus was in the stern, asleep on the cushion, and they woke him up and said to him, "'Teacher, do you not care that we are perishing?' Jesus woke up and rebuked the wind and said to the sea, Peace, be still. Then the wind ceased, and there was a dead calm. Jesus said to them, Why are you afraid? Have you still no faith? And they were filled with great awe and said to one another, Who then is this, that even the wind and the sea obey him? This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Let us pray. May the words of my mouth and the meditations of our hearts be acceptable in your sight, O Lord, our rock and our redeemer. Amen. Sometimes I utterly shock or amaze my husband, Will. Three weeks after we have moved to Houston, Texas, Hurricane Ike hit. We were ordered to evacuate our house. We actually very wisely checked into a big hotel in the northern part of town. It wasn't far enough. The storm hit in the night and the eye passing over us, Will was listening to the wind and spent the whole night awake worrying for our safety. I, however, very bravely slept through the storm. (laughs) The whole thing. So when Hurricane Irma came last year here to Sarasota, we prepared a mattress in our one windowless closet. Before going into the closet, we decided to sit on our reclining sofa in the family room and watch what TV was telling us, and wait for the storm to get bad enough before going into the closet. We'll then, as usual tracked the storm on TV and listened to the wind and rejoiced as the storm went around us instead of hitting us. And again, I very briefly slept through the whole thing. (laughs) Our gospel lesson today is about Jesus and his disciples in a boat in a storm. Mark's version of the story is different than Matthew's and Luke's version's. In the gospel, according to Mark, the story started at the end of a long and exhausting day for Jesus. He had been teaching and explaining the gospel to many, but the crowd was pressing him, expecting his healing power. At the end of the day, the crowd was still there, still insistent, still pushing, still expecting more miracles. Exhausted, Jesus directed his disciples to take him to the other side of Galilee, Sea of Galilee. We today's readers of the gospel tend to assume Jesus and the disciples crossing the Sea of Galilee was no big deal. But it actually was a very big deal for several reasons. One of them is that the other side of Galilee is the territory of the Gentile people, and people call Gerasenes lived there, and their welcome by the Gerasenes over there was not really certain for Jesus or the disciples. In any case, as the boat headed to the opposite side of Sea of Galilee, Jesus fell asleep on a cushion on the stern bench. A great storm, as we just read in the gospel, arose with high winds and waves. It became apparent to the disciples that the boat wasn't going to survive the storm. Despite of their expert best efforts, the disciples knew the situation that was beyond their control. And again, the gospel writers, Matthew, Luke, and Mark, all have the disciples waking Jesus up from his nap. Matthew's account says that the disciples said to Jesus, Save us, Lord, we are perishing. Luke's version says the disciples said, Master, Master, we are perishing. Mark, however, has neither of these. Mark's version, by the way, is the first in the original version. I always like to insert in saying Mark was the first gospel writer and his Greek was worse than my English today. (laughs) My English is getting better. So Mark said, teacher, the disciple said, teacher, do you not care that we are perishing? He has them whining a bit more, I think. One of the surprises of this story is that when disciples woke him up, Jesus was decidedly grumpy. Yes, he was grumpy. The Greek word used here, diagero, means to wake up quickly and completely and strongly in one fell swoop. It means Jesus went from asleep to standing on his feet to confront the storm in one motion, His response to the disciples' call was a forceful action. In the understanding of the time when the gospel was written, the storms were believed to be caused by actions of the demons of the air and the sea. To still a storm in those days was to still demons. Jesus jumped to his feet and ordered the demons of the sea to end the storm, saying, it wasn't like we think, be still. It is more or less like, peace, be still. We often translate into English like nice little, like be silent to be still. This is too far polite and incorrect. It is more like in English, if Jesus was talking in English, it is more like zip it put a muzzle on it. I just learned those expressions, by the way. And we often translate passamoso as be still. It is not really. It is more or less like freeze it. Jesus was not speaking with a still, small, nice voice here. He was speaking with power and might. Because of that power, the demons of wind and sea obeyed and went silent. The storm was terminated abruptly mid-gale, one moment ferocious and the next still. Having stopped the storm, Jesus growled at his disciples now, Why are you afraid? Do you still have no faith? Jesus had already demonstrated God's power in front of his disciples in casting out evil spirit and healing a leper, a paralyzed man, a man with withered hand, and healing even a mother-in-law. It was Peter's mother-in-law. Jesus was not just asking the disciples. He was growling at them. Why are you having no faith after witnessing all of these? As we closely study this story, we see that the disciples never answered Jesus' question. For that matter, neither did Jesus answer the disciples' question, Teacher, do you not care? Jesus did not even talk back to the disciples. Instead, he shouted down the demons of the wind and the sea and calmed the storm. This part of the story, as I was preparing for today's, preaching reminds me of the Brown family that I'm married into for 20 years now. There is American English, there is British English, and there is International English, and there is Brown English. You talk to the Browns, they don't talk back to you or answer you. They get into action. I have lived with that, as I said, for 20 years, and it is not so easy for a direct speech like me who expects a direct answer and right away by the way instead of answering Jesus question the disciples in the story moved from fear of the storm to fear of Jesus himself they fear that Jesus may indeed be God in the boat with them The stillness after the storm actually may have reminded the disciples of Psalm 46.10, Be still, that I am God. If Jesus could do what only God could do, such as calming the storm, then who was this Jesus? The story seems strangely to end here. The disciples' next words are, They came, I mean the scripture's next words are, they came to the other side of the sea, to the country of the Gerasenes. Here again, Jesus demonstrates power over evil, this time banishing a legion of demons out of a generous um, Gerasene demoniac. The good news of this story is we discover that, like the disciples 2,000 and some years ago, we too are allowed, maybe actually expected, to get scared in the midst of life's storms. In the midst of life's storms, one of the most important gifts is relationship. One of the worst storms in the world is war nation against nation, people against people, faith against faith, class against class. War is an utterly destructive storm that kills relationships and hope. But there are forces and activities and actions that restore relationship and hope. These days, as it is World Cup football, yes, it is football to the rest of the world, it is a season of World Cup football. Will and I have been watching World Cup every chance we get. One of the things we love about World Cup is that we get to see the humanity and skill and love of country and love of team that is held by every player of every team. Part of the purposes of the World Cup I guess I'll say soccer this time, is to establish and grow relationships among nations. We are all children of God, created in the image and likeness of God. We, all of us, are more alike than different. The World Cup games help us see that human relationships are possible and essential. In our lives today, there are all sorts of storms that catch us. I don't mean just hurricanes and tornadoes. The more common storms we, are, we encounter in our daily life range from depression to anxiety to mental illness, poverty, hunger, injustice, racism, discrimination, fear, worries, loss of confidence, envy, jealousy and relationship struggles, divorce, and death of a loved one. When we call seeking to awaken Jesus' attention, we also are asking, Teacher, do you not care? Jesus will hear us as he did of the disciples and be present with us in whatever kind of storm we are in. Jesus will do what only God's wisdom and power can do. We need to be careful here, for the promise is not that we are always rescued from the storms. In the storm, Jesus will care for us within the context of God's will and purpose for each of us. Even if that means we are not rescued from the storm, Jesus will always still with us to the very end. You know, it is really not true that I am so brave I can sleep through hurricanes. I sleep not because I'm brave, but because I'm afraid of the storm. I often handle my fears by sleeping. Like the disciples, I need to know Jesus cares for me in the storms of all kinds. The disciples asked, "'Teacher, do you not care?' And the gospel, according to Mark's answer, is that Jesus always cared and Jesus cares. And Jesus cares now. And Jesus is always Emmanuel, God with us. Again, as I said earlier, the good news for us today's scripture from today's scripture lesson or story is that as today's believers, Like the disciples 2,000 and some years ago, we too are allowed and maybe even expected by God to be scared in the midst of life's storms. And the good news is that we are in a relationship with God through Jesus Christ and the Holy Spirit, and we are never alone. We are never without hope, for we are God's much-loved Children, thanks be to God. Amen.